episode number 216 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to get people emotionally equipped. I created three simple, practical, and step-by-step mindset tools to empower people in their lives and in their relationships. When you get emotionally equipped, You learn how to be in control of your emotions, how to get clarity on who you want to be moving forward, and how to feel confident that you can create whatever it is you want to see in your life. I'm the author of two books, Getting Unstuck and The Clear Way, which you can learn more about over on my website at shiragora.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So this month, we are focusing on respect. Last week, I spoke about self-respect. Also last week, inside of the circle, which is my group membership program for those people who have completed the six-week emotionally equipped journey course, somebody asked a very wise question, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, how can you respect someone who you feel is not respecting you? And it was a really great question, because I believe that so many people are in situations in their lives, whether it's at home or at work or with their neighbors, where they feel disrespected and then they wonder to themselves, how the heck are they supposed to show up, you know, being respectful? Can you think of such a situation in your life? And my response to this question was that I think there's a difference between giving respect and being respectful. The truth is, I hadn't quite thought so much about it until the question was raised, but as she was asking the question, and as some of the other members of the circle were answering, that was the conclusion that I came to. And I mentioned I would give it more thought, and then I would share on the podcast. And then the next day, my husband and I went on a three-day trip to celebrate our anniversary and his 50th birthday. And one of the things I did when we got in the car was I asked him if I could ask him a philosophical question. (laughs) Bless my dear husband. He was like, "Uh, okay. So I asked him, I said, do you think there's a difference between giving respect to someone and being respectful? And he looked at me and was like, really? I need to answer this now? And I said, well, you know, don't think too hard. Just off the top of your head, what do you think? And at first, he said he didn't see a difference, and we just left it at that. And then he thought about it a little bit more, and he said to me that actually he does see a difference. This is what he said. He said, you can give respect to someone who earns your respect, but you can be respectful to anyone at any time. In other words, according to my husband, giving respect is something you do to someone specific in a specific situation because you're making a conscious choice to act a certain way because of the thoughts or feelings you have about that person or that place or that thing. But being respectful is more of a general way of being. And we could just be playing semantics here, but I did like his line of thinking. And I asked him for an example of each. So he said he could give respect to his boss, for example, by sharing positive words about him because that boss has earned his respect. 
regarding being respectful, he said he's being respectful at work when he shows up on time and he does the work that he needs to do, not necessarily because he likes his boss. By the way, these are just examples. He doesn't have a boss because he's self-employed. But then the question comes, which was the question that was asked in the circle, what do you do if your boss isn't treating you fairly? Should you be respectful back? And here's my thoughts about that. So being respectful is a choice that is within your power to make. It's a choice that doesn't need to be dependent on how others are acting. You can choose to be respectful even if your boss or your neighbor or your spouse or your child is acting in ways that you don't like. No matter how they are acting, you can still choose to be respectful. Not because you want them to see you that way, but because you want to show up that way. In other words, when you choose to be who you want to be in the world, you're doing that for your sake, not necessarily for others. So even if you feel your boss isn't treating you respectfully, which of course is subjective anyway, you can still choose to be the person you want to be. Now, you might choose to be respectful, and then you might get stuck on, like, wait a minute, why do I have to act all nice and respectfully when he can get away with acting completely the opposite? And if you fall into that place, just notice that that's a stuck spot. That's all it is, and you can process through that using the unstuck method because that's your story. That's not his story. That's not my story. That's yours, and you own that. And so it's necessary to process through it if you want to go through life not feeling stuck. And yes, we definitely need to consider boundaries, and I will speak more about that in next week's episode. But for now, I'll share with you a quick story in hopes that it might shed some light and inspiration on this topic for you. So I have food issues. (laughs) That's a great way to start a story, right? I have food issues. But seriously, I do. And let me share some of my food issues with you. I have an issue when people reach across the table for something when they can just ask you to pass it to them. And I have an issue when people talk with food in their mouths, especially when you seriously cannot understand a word they are saying. And I have an issue with people who eat super quickly. And I mean like Speedy Gonzales. I have an issue with people who stuff their mouths with food. And I mean stuff their mouths with food. And they don't have an ability to be able to converse because they're so focused on getting the food in their mouths as quickly as possible. Okay? Those are my issues. Those are my judgments. I realize that not everyone feels this way. I realize that people can eat with people like this and not feel stuck. I realize that these are my stuck spots. Now, just to let you know, if I were to meet you for lunch, you don't have to worry about any of this because it's a one-time thing and it really doesn't bother me if it's a one-time thing. I can actually be humored by it or at least know, you know, it's temporary. I won't have to eat with you in the near future. Like, it's not a problem. But if you live in my house, that's a different situation because not only do these things bother me, I literally have a hard time sitting at a table with someone who is eating like this. And there are a few people in my family who do this. And if they're younger than 18, I can make a request, right? Like a boundary with my kids. And most of the time they listen and adapt accordingly. 
But that's not the case with my husband. We've been together for 20 years, and for about 20 years, he's been eating the same way, even though, time and time and time again, I've made requests for him to change. Please, just ask for the food. I would be more than happy to pass it to you. Please, can you just finish chewing what's in your mouth and then speak? I really can't understand what you're trying to say to me. Please, can you just slow down just a bit? Feel free to put your fork down at times. The food isn't going anywhere. And when you slow down, it actually helps me to feel more calm and relaxed. But nope, I don't see a change and I don't ever see efforts in changing. And the child in me feels very disrespected. I mean, really, how difficult is it to ask for something to be passed to you? How difficult is it to chew your food before you speak so that the food isn't coming out of your mouth? How difficult is it to slow down? I mean, really, are these such big requests? I certainly don't feel like they're big requests. And when my husband doesn't even seem to be the least bit interested in my requests, I feel disrespected. Now again, I know I'm stuck, right? He may not even think what he's doing is disrespectful, and you, the listener, also might not think it's disrespectful. It could be that he truly doesn't understand why I'm making such a big deal out of these little things. Whether he's being disrespectful or not is left to speculation. You can ask three people and probably receive three different responses. And if you ask him, he would defiantly say that he is not being disrespectful, he's just being himself. But because I'm feeling like he's not respecting me at all, the child in me feels like I don't want to respect him back. And I'm sure you've experienced something like this in your life before, right? And so the question returns, what do you do? Like, I feel like he's blatantly disregarding me, so how do I act in return? And after thinking about this a lot, and I mean a lot, I've had several conversations about this with different people in my life to really try to understand, not necessarily the dilemma, but like what to do with it. And the conclusion I came to is, After you get unstuck, because that's always the first step with being emotionally equipped, you always have to start there. And I'll share more about that process next week. But the next step is to get clear, really to get clarity on who it is you want to be. So the question is not so much, what should I do? How should I act? But rather, who do I want to be? And this is really the heart of the living deliberately approach that your way of being drives your actions, which drives what it is you want to create in your life. And while so many of us default on the question, what should I do or how should I act? I think a simpler and yet more effective way of living is to go right to the heart of the matter and ask yourself, who do I want to be? Because I do believe that when you answer that question, everything else tends to fall into place. And so for me, when I'm meeting with my husband, it isn't so much as what should I do at this point because he's not listening to me or he's not budging or he's not changing or he doesn't care at all about my needs or requests. 
the question isn't what I should do, but rather, who do I want to be? And this will lead me on the path to where I want to go. Because otherwise, the alternative options don't make much sense if you stop to think about it, right? Like, he's being disrespectful. So what? I should be disrespectful back at him? I should show disappointment? I should be passive-aggressive? I should be short with him? None of that makes sense. What, just because he's being a certain way, or at least I perceive him to be a certain way, then I need to act accordingly? No, never. I always have the choice as to who I want to be, and I can always choose to be respectful if I want. And so when the member of the circle asked about what she should do in her work situation regarding the employee who she feels isn't respecting her, I would ask her, who do you want to be? Because just because the employee isn't treating you well doesn't mean that you need to react negatively to that. You always have the choice on who you want to be as long as you're unstuck and you are clear on who that person is. Again, this is what the living deliberately approach is all about. It's about knowing who it is you want to be and practicing to be that person, even if that person is unfamiliar to you. So in this situation, maybe you want to be respectful, but that feels uncomfortable or unfamiliar to you. And that's okay. Life isn't always supposed to be comfortable. So you practice being that person, and you practice thinking how that person would think. And you would literally practice thinking those kinds of thoughts and doing the actions that kind of person would take so that you can create what it is you want to create in your life, which in this case may be creating a pleasant experience and nothing more. The other person may not be creating that experience, but that doesn't mean you can't by choosing consciously who it is you want to be. You absolutely can. So even in the worst case scenario situation, you always get to choose who you want to be. As Viktor Frankl said, between every stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is your power to choose your response. And in that response lies your freedom and your growth. That is your birthright. So no matter how someone else is acting or treating you, you always get to choose who you want to be and how you want to respond. And when you commit to that and you show up that way, you end up living deliberately. Next week, I'll share more about my unstuck process regarding this story. And specifically, I'll touch on the concept of boundaries so that you can really see the full picture. But for now, just to let you know that to me, being respectful in that situation meant not saying anything to my husband, not being passive aggressive, not commenting on his eating habits. Being respectful simply meant focusing on myself, focusing on how I was eating, and enjoying the meal together. That's it. And when I choose to show up being that way, believe me, I am an agent for change in all of my life situations. For now, I'd like to encourage you to reflect upon your life and consider where you might want to commit to being respectful. And what would that look like in your life? What actions would follow from that decision? What would you ultimately create 
if you were choosing to be respectful. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to start applying this work to your own life, you have to check out the Emotionally Equipped Journey. This is my six-week course where you study my tools in depth with me, either in a group format or one-on-one, so you can learn how to be in control of your emotions, how to get clarity on who it is you want to be moving forward, and how to feel confident that you can create whatever it is you want to create in your life. Head over to my website, shiragura.com, to get yourself started. I look forward to starting this journey with you.